Hey, this is Jamie and Patrick. We're doing another Devo with you all today. Excited to be uh, in scripture. I get excited when we start these things, Pat. What about you? Same. Pat, I'm also excited because today is a special day in your life. <laughs> well, well, now we're going to give away our secrets. Well, we, you know, we can give away this one secret. Yes. The one secret is that today is Patrick's birthday. That's true. That That is true. Now, the secret less people know is Patrick is turning 73 years old. Oh. And no one knew that he's that old. It's a, it's like a weird phenomenon thing. 73. Yeah. You don't sound a day over 27, but... <laughs> Thanks. You know, someone texted me this morning, actually, and said that I don't look a day over 63. So... Nice. <laughs> yeah. So we're there. Okay. The bigger so secret, Patrick, though, is that we record this on Monday and it comes out way later. <laughs> yeah, we sometimes record it on Monday. Sometimes we don't. Just kind of depends how the days go. Uh, best birthday present you've ever received that you can think of right now. Oh my gosh. That just, is just maybe most memorable. The one that comes to mind. When I say birthday present, what do you think of? I, uh, the first one that comes to mind that's like the most memorable right now is one that I got just a few days ago. And it's this Whoa. giant camping backpack with a built-in cooler. It's awesome. A built-in cooler? Yeah. Yeah. That that sounds like uh that sounds heavy. That's all I'm thinking about is heavy. It could get heavy, but it has all the fancy straps and it's designed for the That's long cool. haul. And Sweet, the best man. part was it was wrapped up in this huge box with this giant bow. <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. That's fun. So, very cool. Well, Happy birthday, Patrick. I'm glad you were born. I'm glad you're another year older. Boom. And uh, glad that you made it one more year. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Glad I made it one more year. So, um, Yeah, well, what passage are we in today, Pat? Well, we are wrapping up our Wednesday series of the parables out of the Gospel of Matthew. We're going to finish this off right here today. And uh, we're going to check out the parable of the bags of gold out of Matthew Ooh. chapter 25 It's kind of a longer one, but I just encourage everyone to hang in there listening to it. If you have your own Bible open up to Matthew chapter 25, you can read along with us. And in mine, everything is red, red text, which means that Jesus is saying the whole thing. I think Jamie, you and I should split up this reading because, because it is a little bit longer Maybe you can take the first chunk and I'll take the second. Yeah, I'll just we'll just do tag team style. So I'll just say tag and that'll be your it. <laughs> there you go. Okay, so we're going to read, uh, like you said, Matthew 25 verses 14 to 30, right? Correct, yeah. Okay, let's do this. Here we go. Again, it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted his wealth to them. To one, he gave five bags of gold. To another, two bags to another one bag, each according to his ability. Then he went on his journey. The man who had received five bags of gold went at once and put his money to work and gained five bags more. So also the one with two bags of gold gained two more. But the man who had received one bag went off, dug a hole in the ground, and hid his master's money. Tag. <laughs> After a long time, the master of those servants returned and settled accounts with them. The man who had received five bags of gold brought another five. 
Master, he said, you entrusted me with the five bags of gold. See, I have gained five more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. The man with two bags of gold also came. Master, he said, you entrusted me with two bags of gold. See, I have gained two more. His master replied, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many more things. Come and share your master's happiness. Then the man who had received one bag of gold came. Master, he said, I knew that you are a hard man, harvesting where you have not sown and gathering where you have not scattered seed. So I was afraid and went out and hid your gold in the ground. See, here is what belongs to you. Tag. His master replied, you wicked, lazy servant. So you knew that I harvest where I have not sown and gather where I have not scattered seed. Well, then you should have put my money on deposit with the bankers so that when I returned, I would have received it back with interest. So take the bag of gold from him and give it to the one who has 10 bags for whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance. Whoever does not have even what they have will be taken from them and thrown and throw that worthless servant outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Three weeks in a row, the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Yes. (laughs) Three weeks in a row, it is there. It's a common phrase that we see in scripture, and it's not a happy one. Yeah. Now, imagine being a dentist, or actually, imagine going to the dentist. Right. Okay. And the dentist has your mouth propped open and they're trying to have that conversation with you. And you, you obviously aren't talking because your mouth is locked open and right. they're, they're picking away with their pickaxe and they say, Hey, you must've been gnashing your teeth. <laughs> what would you do? I'd be like, Hey, uh, I might be gnashing my teeth, but you're using a pickaxe on them. So back <laughs> off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a good response gnashing your teeth yeah it just like you can hear that sound of just oh gosh like, gnashing of teeth it's like eating a rock oh terrible <laughs> yeah so uh this is another parable and and our task here is to kind of unpack it a little bit and figure out what in the world jesus is trying to tell us <laughs> yeah well and i think we got to start because it says again Verse 14, right? It will be like a man going on a journey. What will be like a man going on a journey, right? Uh, What is he talking about? And all of these parables are pointing back to the kingdom of God. Right. Right. So this is God's rule, God's reign. Um, This is what it's like in God's kingdom. If you want to know about God and you want to know about God's kingdom, here's an idea of what it's like. So this is a parable that's designed to teach us about the kingdom of God so that we understand the kingdom of God. And we understand our place in it. We understand how it operates to give us kind of an idea. And what's crazy about most of these parables about the kingdom of God is it doesn't necessarily give us this like clear um, on off switch approach to what the kingdom of God is like. In fact, it might even make us want to ask more questions. Mm, Yeah. It might make us feel a little disrupted. We're like, wait, wait a minute. I don't think God's supposed to operate like that. Right. I don't think God's supposed to be that way. Like that doesn't make sense to me. Um, and Jesus is giving these parables because forever, 
people in the church were saying, here's how you have to live. Here's what you're supposed to do. And here's what God thinks. Yeah. And you have to be really careful when people want to tell you how God thinks uh, and they don't necessarily have evidence for it. Right. Yeah. If it's God's word telling you how God thinks, that's a good place to start. But if it's someone just telling you like, Hey, God says you should do this or do that. And they have no, no evidence for that. They have no uh, scripture for it. They're just saying it. You might want to be careful about those people. <laughs> and so here Jesus is kind of laying down the law. He's like, Hey, this is what the kingdom of heaven is like. Um, and this might challenge your thinking, but it might also be good news for some people. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it could be good news. This one challenges my thinking for sure. Right. There's these, these three people all entrusted with something different. One yeah. with five bags of gold, another with two bags of gold and another with only one bag of gold. Uh, and I, from what I understand the footnote in my Bible, it says, uh, throughout this parable, uh, the bag of gold would be equivalent to about 20 years of, uh, normal workers pay. So like a, a 20 year salary. So we're talking, uh, a lot of money, right? If you borrowed this much, it'd take you 20 years of working to fully repay it. So, uh, that's, that's the significance. So, you know, it's a, a big, a big bag of gold. Yeah. That is a hefty sum for sure. Yeah. And so they all received it and they went out and, uh, they did whatever they did with it. One person turns it into, uh, the first two people turn it into double. So five bags to 10 and two bags to four. And the last person goes and just puts it in the ground, like, like a buried treasure. Yeah. A buried treasure in the ground. Yeah. That, I don't know. I, I Patrick, just real quick. So there's three people, one who's like, puts it to work. One who also puts it to work. One who buries it in the ground. Which one would you have been? I see. I don't know. I, uh, I haven't really been given a sum of money and said, Hey, do something with this. Except for one time when I was in sixth grade. Uh, sixth grade in school, and this was a hypothetical. I was given a hypo- hypothetical one hundred thousand dollars, and this was to okay. teach a little bit about the stock market. And they said you have a month to invest this in the stock market, however you want, and whoever has the most amount of money at the end is kind of the winner. But you'll learn something, and right. it used real stock market numbers, but it was all fake money, and. I figured out right away that this school project was not, you weren't getting graded on how well you did. So I gave up because I was not interested in trying to make, make more money with hypothetical money. And I lost almost all of it and wrote a report and still got a good grade. But, uh, how'd you lose (laughs) all of it? Oh, I just spent it all on just like random ridiculous things and never really cared. So, and I guess it was the wrong, I invested it all in Hanson's soda. I remember that. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, uh, that, that is not my favorite soda. Yeah, and it like totally tanked. And I ended with, I think, 60,000 of the 100,000 or something crazy like that. Like super bad. So you lost 40 grand. <laughs> yeah. And I realized, well, I should not be uh, in control of large amounts of money like that. So I think I would probably be the man who goes and buries it and saves it. 
uh, or actually probably the person that the master says you should have like went and put in a bank to get some interest. That would probably be me. It's like, I'm just going to put this away, you know, not going to lose it all. I'm not going to be the worst, but I'm also not going to win. And I'm just going to do that and be that person. (laughs) I don't know. What would you do? Well, okay. So we got to look at this and I think, I think there's a little bit more, a little bit deeper, uh, into this than what we think. So we think if someone said, Hey, Pat, Jamie, I want to give you a hundred grand, invest it. And we doubled it and brought it back to them. And, and they'd say, Hey, good job. You know, you did good. Um, but here's the real, here's the reality of this. These people aren't, we say the word servant, like they're this guy's like financial team. Mm-hmm. The word that's there is actually slave. And I, I don't know why they, they use the word servant, but it is this guy's slaves basically, Mm -hmm. who he's giving this money to. Um, And maybe that changes the dynamic a little bit, right? Uh, Because we look at this and these people who are slaves have nothing, right? They don't even have their own lives. Right. Uh, They're owned by someone else. And back in this era, um, this was something that happened, right? Even, you know, in the Roman world, there were slaves. Um, And the Bible addresses addresses that. Uh, and so we look at this and realize that, that these people are slaves. They have a master and they know something about their master. They know that he is a shrewd man. They know he's someone who goes out and makes a lot of money. Right. Um, even if it wasn't, you know, his money to make, he's like found a way of being really good with money. Mm -hmm. And so he entrusts them with that much money that in and of itself is crazy. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, think about that. Here's someone who has no personal wealth, who has no money, who doesn't even own their own freedom, and they're being handed an, a, an entire year's worth of wages. 20 years worth of wages. 20 years worth of wages in, in yeah, the one account, right? This is a lot of money. Yeah. Like, here's all the money. Right. Uh, and he's entrusting it to him. They could really do what they want with it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's a new like they freedom. probably, I mean, realistically, they probably could have maybe in some way cheated him out of the money or bought their freedom or run off with it or done all sorts of things. Right. And instead, uh, we have one who is able to take the money that he's given and to double it, or two of them are able to do that. And that's a pretty, like, exceptional thing to double an amount of money. Yeah, right. Yeah. Have you ever been able to take some money and double it? Uh, I don't think so. I know at one point I was helping out with uh, something that FCA was doing at, at the high schools, and I was just kind of, I would go to the clubs as a leader and kind of hang out as, like, a youth leader, and I, it was like they took $5 and had to turn it into something bigger. And they they would go out and do that. And they like bought like hundreds of bottles of water and handed them out to the homeless. And they started with only $5, something crazy like that. So I've seen it. I've seen it done. I've also heard of games called Bigger and Better where you start off with a pencil and you go oh, around yeah. a community and you say, okay, I want to trade this pencil for something bigger and better. And, you know, the next thing you know, you're walking around with uh, a giant at-home gym, you know, that you got for free or <laughs> or you got a free horse and that you traded and ultimately starting for with 
like a pencil. So I've heard some stories <laughs> of the bigger and better game where people have gotten houses. Yeah, I mean that is that's that's way way bigger and better. And yeah, I don't know how that game really got connected to youth groups because uh, at the end of the day, kind of bragging about how well you did. But personally, I've never really experimented trying to take you know the chunk of money and doubling it somehow. Yeah, it's an interesting idea. So it it says that this guy's giving them his wealth. Um, now you know this could be that he's entrusting all of his wealth to them. Mm-hmm. This could be all the guy has because it's a lot of money, right? Yeah. Um, he could be giving them everything he has, which seems like a crazy thing to do. Uh, and so he does it right. And we see the 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 part we see the part that makes sense. The two servants do a good job, and then the, the master says. Um, well done, good and faithful servant, right? Yeah. You've been faithful with a few things. I'll put you in charge of many things. Come and share your master's happiness. Yeah. So they're basically like, you've done a good job with, I don't know why he says a few things, because, you know, that much money to me isn't a few things, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think the intent is there, right? You've been you've been faithful with a little bit, and now we're going to, uh, uh, with a little, now we're going to give you more. Um, and so we see there that he has a response that makes sense. Right. Um, but you get back to the last guy, the last guy didn't lose the money. And this is the part that always gets me. If this was me, I probably would have screwed up and like, you know, lost (laughs) half the money or, you know, just, just keeping it safe for the time the master's gone would have been a win for me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you think about it, like you said, these were kind of like the master's slaves. And so even someone who kind of has nothing, who could have gone out with all that money and done whatever they wanted for them to even keep it uh, and not improve on it, but not lose any either, it should be a win. And I get hung up too on on the line that says, you wicked, lazy servant. Well, I mean, that's wicked and lazy i mean okay lazy maybe because you didn't do anything to improve on it but doing something to improve is a lot bigger risk than you know trying to improve and losing it yeah and i think that's the point of this is it's supposed to be shocking Hmm. it's supposed to make us look and say wait a minute god has given us and we are god's slaves when we decide we want to follow jesus with our life uh, paul the apostle paul uses that language a lot of us being slaves for Christ um, or slaves of God. And that is something that I think we need to own that, that we are slaves of God. God bought our lives through the blood of Jesus. And that's something that that we need to recognize. And when we do recognize that, it it means that we are to live our lives for God Mm -hmm. and not necessarily for ourselves and for our own pleasure, right? Our personal pleasure, our personal uh, desires, our personal um, achievements and accomplishments, um, in a lot of ways really aren't personal. Right. They all reflect God. Yeah. If we're living for him. Mm-hmm. And so God has given us this one life and it's valuable. So valuable that like we said, Christ died for us. So when we, when we've done nothing with it and we read this and we're like, Oh shoot, we were wicked, lazy servants. Yeah. Wicked, la- lazy slaves. We were supposed to go out and to 
bear fruit to double the things that God has given us. Yeah. But when we don't do that and we just kind of say, Oh, I'm just going to play it safe. I'm going to bury it in the ground and I'm not going to do anything with my faith. I'm not going to do anything with the gospel, the good news that Jesus has, has given me, uh, has given us when we do nothing with it. Um, that's being wicked and lazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And that sounds super harsh, but I think that's what Jesus wants. The point he wants to get across yeah. He wants he wants to tell the people and he's telling them in this that we're not supposed to just bury this great gift of faith that we've been entrusted with. Right. Yeah, and we're supposed to go out and and make it grow, double it just like the the people in the story and doing that uh has yeah, like the built-in risk is well you could come back with less. Well, that's not a risk if you have faith in Christ and like go where he's leading you. And that's the, that's the whole thing is you, you can take your faith and, and shine God's light wherever you go and be confident that it's not going to be a negative on anything, but you have to have faith. That's where it all kind of begins. Yeah. And I think you have to look at it and say, why would the master even give slaves this money? Um, he wasn't doing it to protect it. He was doing it to to have them use it so that it would grow, right? Yeah. Why would God give us this faith? Well, it's not just a selfish thing. Right. Having faith in God isn't just for you <laughs> yeah. and you alone. Yeah. Having faith in God is something that that you and I and, and everyone can take uh, and share with other people. It's And like you said, it's not something that... Um, when we take our faith and we put it out there, maybe we have, maybe you do have the fear that you're going to lose your own faith. If you start sharing it with other people, Mm -hmm. Um, maybe you do have a fear that the faith that you have will somehow be less if you go out and try to make it more. Um, But the good news is, is we see there's two other people here who are out sharing their faith and guess what? They're doubling. Yeah. Yeah, I think about how many people have poured into my faith journey that have helped that have helped double. You know, they they might have doubled their faith because they poured into me. You know, kind of a thing. And the list is is huge, right? And some people, it's I mean, it's just very very little. One little conversation, you know, hearing that one camp speaker talk that might have changed your life and you never have a one-on-one conversation with them to the mentor that you've had for years that you talk to every day, right? It's all, it's all going towards the doubling, tripling, quadrupling the kingdom of God. Yeah. I love, and I love to like, right. The, the, what the master says, right. You good and faithful servant. Um, you know, you've been faithful with, with this faith that I've given you. You've been faithful with this gift I've given you. I'm going to put you in charge of more. And then it's this other thing. It's right. Just cause he doubled this money. doesn't mean that the slave gets to keep it. Right. Right. <laughs> he's putting, he's putting the master's work, the master's money to work. But the master says, you know what? Come share. You're going to share in this joy and in this happiness because you are a part of this. And that, and that's what's so cool about the kingdom of God is when we go out and we live not in fear, but we live in joy, uh, it's an amazing change in our reality, right? Like it's one thing to live out of fear and to try to hide your faith or, or shelter and, and hunker down and, uh, just get by. 
But when you actually go and you take these gifts that God has given you and you put them out there uh, in order to spread the gospel, um, the byproduct of that is joy. Absolutely. And that's cool, man. One of my favorite verses that you remind me of, it's your favorite verse, Pat, is living life to the fullest, right? Isn't that your favorite verse? Yeah, John 10, verse 10. Yeah, John 10, 10. I've come that they may have life and life to the fullest. Yeah. Um, This reminds me of that. You know, instead of thinking of of a harsh master when we think about this, I like to think about um, a loving father who is God who wants us to have life to the fullest. God desires for us to go and double what he has given us, double uh, our faith in him with others. So go do that. Go live life to the fullest. Get You get two Bible verses in this Devo. So, I yeah, know. This yeah. is like the two for one. Yeah, we doubled it. Yeah. To, that, that, was a, that was a free devotional there. So free a handout. So go ahead and enjoy it. Uh, this is the, the wrap up on our on our little session of the parables. So be sure to yes. tune in next Wednesday because we're starting something new that's going to take Brand us new. all the way to the new year on Wednesdays. So you won't want to miss that. So be sure to check back then. And until then, uh, have a great rest of your week. Bye, everyone.